Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. The university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture and see what life lessons you can get from it for your own life. Doesn't that sound amazing? Inspirational, educational, and you have the sexiest podcast host in North America to sensually ASMR all this information right into your ear. I'm so jealous of you guys. Anyway, if it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. Everyone's welcome, especially the furries. Mm, especially. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. I would buy tickets to your concert even if no one showed up except me. Did you guys see that people were getting hacked on the internet because their passwords had to do with celebrities that they liked? Isn't that wild? And it's even sadder because... My computer password has to do with multiple celebrities that I like. So I feel like I need to change it. It's multiple celebrities. It's not just one. If it was just one, you guys could probably guess what my password is. But it's a random assortment of initials and numbers. So you're going to have to be trying all these different combos for like light years to get it right. Anyway, we've gotten through another week. Happy Friday, everyone. So proud of you for making it through a week. Do you view it as making it through a week or one step closer to death and it's actually really sad? Like another week of your life is gone. Maybe look at it in a good way for both ways. Like, yeah, you got through another week and you're one step closer to death. So you should realize like you should start living now because like every week you get one step closer to death. You know what I'm saying? Anyway... Today we have so much crazy shit to talk about like Zendaya and her stylist potentially breaking up because Zendaya has a bad attitude. And then we need to talk about the Kardashians potentially losing their power and their downfall is starting now. And the whole world is throwing a crazy parade because they're so happy that the Roman Empire of the Kardashians is finally falling. Lastly, we need to talk about in honor of Taylor Swift's tour starting tonight. I'm so effing excited i'm not even going i'm just gonna watch all the clips on twitter but i'm gonna feel like i'm there and be so happy and excited today's gonna be a good day just because of that but we need to talk about if taylor swift is considered an evil bad person because she's going to become a billionaire after all the money she makes from this tour and as we know billionaires even the celebrities are bad ones so we need to get into all of it before we do make sure you rate this podcast five star on spotify apple podcast literally do it like you're already here rate the podcast rate the like don't be a meanie. I thought you wanted me to grow up. Why are you trying to keep me teeny? Rate the podcast. Leave a cute little review. Screenshot yourself listening to it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me if you're real. If, if, if you're fake, then don't. Uh, I will DM you. If you do that, we can hit it up. Maybe sext a little bit if you're over 18. Um, and yeah, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Students, take your seats. Eyes up front. Uh, stop chatting with your neighbors next to you. Stop passing notes. Pop Culture University is in session. Wait, and today's St. Patty's Day. So it's the day where you worship me and anything that I say goes. Anything I say in this podcast episode today is 100% fact. It is it is St. Patty's Day. And I make the rules today. And don't get it twisted. St. Patty's Day is not about that random Irish man who led the 
snakes off a cliff and like save the Irish people from the potato famine. It's not about him. It's about me. I'm leading all my students and loyal cult follower members to the promised land and to a place of enlightenment. And that is why I'm St. Patty. So anything I say is fact today. Um, you must do what I demand because it's St. Patty's Day. So <laughs> sorry, I make the rules. I make the rules today. You have to put me on your story today and say, Happy St. Patty's Day to my Lord and Savior, Patty. So we all know that there's one person who we all aspire to be in life, but we will never be uh, that person. She's one of one. She's the only one. We shouldn't even waste our time trying to compete with her. And that's Zendaya. Zendaya really kills every fucking industry that she's in. I'm convinced Zendaya could outsmart Albert Einstein. She could ace Harvard. What? Like it's hard. She could be an astronaut, put Neil Armstrong's lazy ass to shame. I feel like she could fully take on any industry. And as we know, she kind of does that. She kills the fashion game that's probably what she's most known for even though she's so successful at everything else she's been in the top grossing films in the last year like spider-man and dune and even more and she always wears coordinating outfits to her movie premieres as the theme of the movie like for spider-man she'll have this kind of like web looking um design on her gown or a scary etched like skeleton back that has to do with the villain in spider-man Oh, she fucking kills it. For Dune, she was wearing like this tan, mermaidy, very smooth looking outfit that goes with all the sand and dunes in Dune. She fucking kills the fashion game as well as uh, the television game. As we know, she has literally the number one show of the fucking decade where she stars alongside a person on drugs. And clearly, I'm talking about Shake It Up and Bella Thorne. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Bella Thorne does not do drugs. She's just dyslexic. And drugs don't cause dyslexia. Bella Thorne and her dyslexia walked so Leah Michelle could run with her. Um, what's, what's the word when someone can't read or write? I don't know. Oh my god. Illiterate with her illiterate ass. What I'm saying here is Zendaya really kills every game in the entertainment industry, but especially the fashion game. But she might not be killing the fashion game anymore. And her whole career could potentially come tumbling down if she ruins all her relationships in the fashion industry, which is what people think she may be doing right now. So Zendaya's main part of her fashion prowess is her stylist, La Roche. If you don't know who he is, he is a fabulous designer, stylist, um, Stylist to the stars, really. He's always styling people for the Met Gala, the Vanity Fair Oscars party. Literally last week, he just styled Megan Thee Stallion, Hunter Schaefer, Kerry Washington, Eve Jobs, who Selena Gomez stole her boyfriend. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. Stealing Eve Jobs' boyfriend. Um, 
He styled Ariana Grande for her Thank You Next music video for the Grammys. Most notably, he did uh, Zendaya's Cinderella dress at the Met Gala that changed colors and lit up and everything like that. So he's really her biggest ace up her sleeve. Like, he is the strongest part of her fashion game. And she is his muse. He's never been more inspired by someone than Zendaya, apparently. My biggest dream is to one day be told that I'm someone's muse. Doesn't that sound like the most romantic, most amazing compliment you can receive? I want someone to write me a love letter, sing me a song, and say, you are my muse. Like, I am so gorgeous and amazing and urethral that you think of art and create art when you think of me. I'll accept nothing less. So anyway, he's been really, like, lifting her career this whole time. But all of a sudden, this man who helped build Zendaya's career is now retiring. And he's not going to help her with her fashion game anymore. And where's that going to leave her? Who knows? Who knows where her career will go after he leaves? What will she do? Who will she be? She could potentially have no fashion career now. So LaRoche posted on his Instagram just the most dramatic, like, campy retirement post I've ever seen in my life. Hold on. Let me go to it. It was literally just a photo of a white screen with a big red stamp in it that said retired. Like, the most blatant, uh, direct way to say it. You know, I like how there wasn't any, like, lengthy blah 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 speech he didn't do it like in front of an audience he was just like boom stamp sealed on instagram i am retired along with the caption that stirred up a lot of drama because people are like oh my god does he hate someone does he hate a lot of people why is this man at the top of his fashion game styling every celebrity in the world including zendaya quitting so his caption says my cup is empty thank you to everyone who supported me and my career over the years Every person that's trusted me with their image, I'm so grateful for all of you. If this business was just about the clothes, I would do it for the rest of my life. But unfortunately, it's not. The politics, the lies, and the false narratives finally got to me. You win, da da da, I'm out. Damn. Damn! A lot of people in the industry apparently pissed him off right now. And I love the drama. I love the theatrics. I love how he's like, yes, I just conquered the fashion game and I'm literally one of the biggest in the biz, but I couldn't give less of a fuck because all of y'all are that fake and irritating. I'm obsessed. People were devastated, like devastated in his Instagram comments. Let me just read a few. Naomi Campbell said, law, I won't let you. We don't quit. We've strived too hard, which is totally true. Like, imagine how hard it must be to get to his position. She's like, why are you quitting now? I'm not going to let you. She's so real for that. Iman said, too talented to retire. You're a designer at heart. Christian Siriano said, absolutely not. Along with, I'm not kidding you, a mountain of celebrities in the comments like, no, I'm going to look worse than Ashley Tisdale on 2005 red carpets if you retire. Literally, like they are all so depressed. But people were blaming Zendaya. Can you believe that? The fucking nerve to speak up against Zendaya. So this is why the internet was kind of coming for Zendaya's throat. People were tweeting things like, y'all, I think Zendaya had something to do with this. He got tired of Zendaya's attitude. I knew there was something off about Zendaya. So basically, the trending video that is the reason everyone thinks this is that Zendaya and LaRoche were at a Louis Vuitton fashion show. Just, what's today? The 17th? This happened on the 6th, so... That's 13 days ago, right? Oh my God, I don't know math. That's 11 days ago. So less than two weeks. They were at this Louis Vuitton fashion show and they're both walking in together seeming like 
peers, you know, they're taking over the game together. They're like a team. And then Zendaya goes and takes her seat first next to other very important Illuminati members in the front row. And LaRoche approaches and like he's motioning, you know, is there a seat for me next to you? And all the seats appear to be full. And Zendaya just points to the row behind him, behind her. And she's like, you can sit behind me. And it just looked very sassy. It looked very bad. Like this man has really helped build your fashion career into what it is. And you are telling him to sit behind you. Uh, that does not look good, Zendaya. I want to defend her real quick because on this podcast, we we love celebrities, but we do call them out because we love them and we want um, to help them grow. I, f- I understand why Zendaya was doing that because she is the star. She is the doll. Okay, she's the doll. So obviously she's going to sit front row if she's the one who could potentially be the new face of Louis Vuitton and needs to like network with these people. And he's kind of just the stylist, so I understand that. But at the same time, he seemed very affected by it. So when she motioned behind him, he kind of just like shook his head and seemed very upset and walked away. He didn't want to sit behind her, and he didn't. So it's like, damn, Zendaya did that, and then he seemed visibly upset. And all the outpour of judgment came over Zendaya, which I don't really think she deserved. I think she was... Maybe her action came off wrong of sit behind me, but I think she had a right to sit in the front row, but maybe she should have moved with him so they can go sit somewhere in the front row together because at that specific spot, there just wasn't enough room. I don't know. It didn't come off the best, but finally the hate train against Zendaya stopped because LaRoche went on his Instagram and clarified why he's retiring. So no one has to throw around um, accusations or conspiracies. He said, I'm not saying I'm retiring from fashion. I love fashion. What I'm retiring from is the celebrity styling part of it, being in service and at service of other people. And in my mind, you know, I was just announcing my retirement to just relieve some pressure off of myself. Okay, so it seems like he is calling out celebrities and their teams. And I love what he says there. I'm just like announcing my retirement to take some pressure off myself because that basically means... I'm not retiring fashion. I'm still going to style a few celebrities, a.k.a. Zendaya. But if we're not close like that, stop hitting me up. (laughs) I don't want to style you anymore. You know who you are. Unless you're in my inner circle, stop messaging me. This whole retirement announcement just seemed like telling a lot of celebrities that he's worked with that maybe weren't the best to work with to get off his back because he's not going to be spread thin anymore. He's very exclusive. That's like me when my friends want to go out i just announced that i'm retired on my instagram so they don't even bother asking i'm retired from hanging out with anyone this weekend so don't even fucking ask so i get what he's doing with that he clarified more about why he's retiring and said i was riding in the car and i made a decision i said you know what i've done everything i wanted to do in this career i've received all the awards i've changed people's lives and i just feel like i had enough um so basically yeah he's done and he's only gonna style for very exclusive people but Finally, he clarified that he is going to style Zendaya. Put all the haters to rest. And I'm so glad because Zendaya does not need any more haters. She's too successful. She's on this massive, like, history-making role with everything. The Emmys and the deals that she's getting. Just everything. And I want her to stay on this role. And I see people trying to take her down and I just had enough of it. But he said, so y'all really think I'm breaking up with Z? 
We are forever. She's my little sister and it's real love, not the fake industry love. Me and you must never part. At Zendaya. And that's really cute. So the consensus here seems like the fake industry love quote. I'm not working with these fake bitches in the industry, but I will work with Zendaya. So what can we learn from this? I really like what LaRoche said about why he is walking away from the fashion industry. This is a quote that I feel like we can take a lot from. He said, I'm opinionated. I'm also this type of person where you can't talk to me any kind of way. You can't treat me any kind of way. I'm opinionated and I demand a certain amount of respect. And if you're not giving me that, we're going to have a problem. I'll always find a way to make money. I'll always be successful. So if I have to rework what I'm doing, I'm not afraid to do that. I will walk away from all of this. I don't owe shit to anybody in the industry. I'm a natural born hustler. I love that because he's saying, I don't care what you think you have over my head. I don't care um, if, if you think this is some good boys club that you're going to try to lock me out if I don't put up with your bullying and your horrible treatment of me as a stylist. I'm not afraid to leave anywhere where I don't feel welcome, no matter what these people could be offering me or no matter how thankful I should be to just be there. I don't give a fuck the opportunity. If I'm being treated poorly, I'm going to leave. And I feel like that's something that we can all take for our own lives because you may have a job that you like, but you're treated like shit. You may have a guy that you love and he's like such a catch, but he's not giving you the respect you deserve. Your family, even um, your friend group, even if you want to be there and you think you've really struck in gold with the situation if you don't feel really appreciated and spoken to with a certain level of respect, never be scared to leave because there's always grass on the other side that is greener and you shouldn't be so have such a scarcity mindplex that you have to stay with a situation that isn't serving you because it will be fine if you take a leap of faith and try something new. The Roman Catholic Empire of the Church of the Kardashians has been long-standing. After all the invasions, enemies, Instagram models, fuckboys, and scandals that have tried to knock down its castle walls. And it stood for long over a decade at this point in its reign. In its reign, Disick. But is now finally the time that the Stake is being plunged into the heart of the life force of this family. And they are officially losing their power and dying. Is the castle finally crumbling? I hope not. But that's what a lot of people are thinking these days. And they're very happy about it. Seeing the Kardashians struggle is like seeing a evil tyrant finally get overran by the village people with their pitchforks and torches and beheaded in Times Square. The Kardashians do give me Marie Antoinette vibes, especially Kylie. She's, she did a Marie Antoinette photo shoot and I was like, girl, don't give people ideas. When I saw it, I was like, ooh, they're going to get excited and get ideas, girl. You got to take that down. So people think the family's dying and the Kardashian decade is over and we will live in a celebrity world without them where real celebrities are more 
cherished and more authentic celebrities, traditional celebrities are more welcomed. People are just getting a sense that their influence is slipping away. And I can kind of feel a shift in the celebrity culture. Can't you? I feel them disappearing a bit. I feel them getting um, ridiculed more, taken seriously less. And honestly, it's it's not even like the old snobby, like chuggy Kardashian hate, like, oh, those damn fake plastic bitches with the with the ass that looks like cottage cheese in a plastic bag i hate those bitches like how like how your parents hate the kardashians and it's not even like the normal hate the kardashians get anymore it's more like animosity towards them it's more deep rooted anger from their own fans these days so let's just discuss why the kardashians are losing so much connection First, let's look at the signs. Are they really losing their power? There was a point last year where Kim was, I feel like, at the pinnacle of celebrity and glamour and fashion. Like, Kim in one week last year in 2022, she went to the Met Gala. She was the closer of the show with Pete Davidson, the most talked about couple in the whole world, as if they were the king and the queen. She was on the cover of Vogue. She was showing up as the cover girl. She was in Sports Illustrated, which is such a hard cover to get. And she looked amazing. She was filming her show that she was paid $150 million for. And she got her private jet that week that who knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars that cost. She seemed to be at the tippity top top. Like the most perfect situation. And I remember thinking when she was having that amazing week, I was like, oh, God, could it only go down from here? I hope she just finds a way to keep one upping herself. But now there's a lot of signs that that is not the case and that the downfall that I feared is actually happening. First of all, they weren't invited to the Met Gala. And I thought people were going to be so upset. <laughs> I expected people to be like, no, we need them there. We love them. We live for them. And like throw a fit in a tantrum and roll on the floor and kick and scream. That's what I thought people were going to do because that's what I was doing. But no, people were like, thank God. This is what this is quotes people said. Anna doing her part to use less plastic. Can't believe I'm alive to watch the Kardashians' downfall. I'm filled with glee. Oh, freaking please. The Kartrashians. They are nasty, nasty people. Finally, the fall of useless, talentless, nepotism, trash of a family. I'm pleased to hear this. Their time is over. I don't really understand that. When people say they don't want the Kardashians at the Met Gala, it's like, okay, have fun watching Kate Blanchett and Kate Winslet be in the most boring fucking gowns you've ever seen in your life and watch Sean Mendez not give share at all and try to convince everyone that he's 100% hetero. It's just going to be so boring, but people were so excited. But why else does their downfall seem to be on the horizon? Not what are the reasons, but like what are the signs that are getting people excited? Aren't there like signs when the world ends, like fish will like rise from the sea, dead and birds will fall from the sky. This is what I feel like these signs are to me. <laughs> so another sign is that no one had anything good to say about the season two of the Kardashians on Hulu and the ratings were a lot lower than season one already. And I kind of agree. It was kind of just a 60 minute commercial and I was really disenchanted with the series after season two. So I totally understand that. But the craziest part is that one of the Kardashians tweeted, what was your favorite part of season two? And what would you want to see more of um, in season three? Like, what do you like what we do on the show? And everyone said, we want 
you to do something completely different because we hated every single part of that show. <laughs> and like every single comment was like, we liked nothing. It was horrible. You were selling us products the whole entire time. And what's crazy is that they were selling products the whole entire time on their show. But another sign of their downfall coming is that their businesses are crashing. Kylie Cosmetics is doing so bad right now. And I always felt like Kylie Cosmetics wasn't built to last. The business model just didn't make sense to me with all the launches that they would do and how quickly they would do them. I'm like, who is buying a different palette every single week? Is someone covering their face in eyeshadow? Their whole entire face in eyeshadow every single week that they need a brand new palette that is to celebrate Kylie Jenner's 25th birthday or the fact that Stormy just took a shit for herself by the first for her the first time ever like Kylie will put out a palette for fucking anything it just didn't make sense to me I'm not surprised by its downfall but its sales are down by 80 percent and Kylie Jenner is set to lose millions of dollars as Kylie Cosmetics internet traffic takes a huge nosedive in the last year KKW Beauty doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, KKW doesn't even exist anymore because they broke up. Divorced is a better word. So maybe KK Beauty. Let's just not add a third K onto that. Um, Good American is down in its sales. And Chloe really advertised the shit out of that on the show. Oh, my God. I mean, she can't even fit in those jeans anymore. They would just fall off of her. Both of Courtney's, like half-assed brands lemmy and poosh no one really is entertaining those i'm so sorry they're funny to make jokes about and maybe she just started those businesses so kim couldn't say maybe if you knew what it takes to run a fucking business then you would know what it takes to run a fucking business but you don't i feel like that's the only reason why she did that the only two that are really doing good is skims and 818 and of all the billions of ways they're trying to exploit their whole family and even their babies to make these businesses, you would expect more than two to be doing well. And I do like 818 Tequila, but knowing that I'm getting drunk at the hands of Kendall Jenner just feels wrong. It makes me feel like I'm getting roofied and that I should not be doing that. I really love all the Kardashians except her, but I am trying to work on my relationship with Kendall. Some people say they try to work on their relationship with God. I'm trying to work on my relationship with Kendall Jenner, but everything she posts is just, I don't know, pisses me off again. So there's a lot of signs that they could really be ending now. But I don't want them to. No! No! I want to go outside in the pouring rain and scream, No! At the sky. Like, over my rich, hot, skinny, dead body, will they lose all their status in pop culture? No way. I've made too much money off the Kardashians, let's just be honest, with how much I literally talk about them. I have a career to think about, you guys. I will kick and scream and fight. For them to stay. One of my biggest fears is the Kardashians dying one day, just waking up and one of them got killed because they're really the craziest targets. And as we see, Kim has been massively targeted before and held at gunpoint and gagged in a bathtub. So I'm always just so afraid that one day one of their stalkers will succeed. But you know what the hardest part about all this is? The hardest part is saying that they might deserve it. They might deserve their empire really crumbling because, alas, people have a point. Even me, a diehard fan, has been becoming a little bit disenchanted with them. They've been making major PR mistakes in the last few years, especially the last few years. I would say, like, this era, like the 2020s, early 2020s, will go down as, like, the most testy for them. Ew, testy? I said it again. I said this last episode. When I think of testy, I think of one testicle just like left in the sack. Anyway, this will be the most like testy time for them 
as a business entity and if they can keep it up because this is their worst PR years ever. They've been having such a bad two years with all the mistakes that they have been making. So here's a list of things that they've done that makes me understand why people want to behead them like Marie Antoinette. In the past few years, they've been betraying their audience. Something that really pissed me off and I think was their first PR mistake was right when Keeping Up With The Kardashians was ending and they were doing the whole reunion episode, Andy Cohen was really asking some pretty hard-hitting questions. He's the type of journalist that we need in the world. He was asking Kim if she thinks the Kardashians set any unrealistic, unattainable beauty standards ever. And Kim said, Kim had the fucking audacity. Like, the amount of audacity that this took for her to say is astronomical. It Like, the limit does not exist. It It, it is a... It is a time 10 to to the nth power. It's one of those equations. She said, no, we don't set any unrealistic beauty standards because we get up every day. We do the work. We work out. We care about our appearance. We do the work. What? Kim, not you being shaped like a Coke bottle saying that that was just from you doing Pilates and waking up every day at 5 a.m. to snapchat yourself walking up the stair climber insane insane but kim had to say that because the whole business model that they do is we look like this because of our secrets that are natural and if you buy our products you can look like us too so obviously they can't say we get work done because then their products lose all value so Kim had to say that, but I bet you Kim felt bad about it in her head because she knows it's such a fucking lie. And they're betraying their audience by blatantly lying to them, but by also starting their whole career with, honestly, having kind of a strong societal message about women's bodies. And yeah, we're of Middle Eastern descent and we are not the beauty standard. We're not skinny at all because they started at a time where thin was in and everyone to be super skinny. And Kim had a big fat ass. Not that she's a fat ass. She has a big fat ass. And a lot of girls who were curvier and had a little weight on them felt comforted by the fact that they were so successful and accepted in society. And they felt strength in that. Like, my body type is accepted. How amazing. But now they're betraying that whole audience that people grew so connected to and in love with now that they're doing the opposite end of the spectrum of that. And like injecting themselves in the stomach with Ozempic and losing 16 pounds in three weeks to be as skinny as a needle and try to bring this new craze of thin is good back to the world. There was even a scene in Keeping Up With The Kardashians where Kim told Chloe that Kendall and Kylie are nervous about Chloe because she's that skinny. And Chloe like celebrated. She was so happy jumping up and down saying, oh my God, I look skinny enough that people are worried about me. That's my goal. And yes, that's funny, tee-hee-ha-ha, but not really anymore. We've moved past that sense of humor as a society. That's no longer funny. So it just seems very toxic that they were the people to bring in the curvy beauty standard and the same people to get get rid of it and undo their BBLs. I don't think they had BBLs. I think they had um, like ass shots, but you can still get stuff removed from your ass. Like I don't think they ever had official fat transfer 
from different parts of their body to their ass. I think they maybe had a butt lift and butt injections and some shaping going on, but I don't think they truly ever had a BBL. But whatever they did to their ass, they definitely reduced it a bit. And that is just something that's really going to lose them, their audience. The second thing is that their show, like I said before, is just a commercial now. They used to be two things that I think was responsible for their success. They were relatable and unrelatable. That is what I would always say about them. That was the perfect balance. People wanted to tune in because they were so goddamn unrelatable and lived in Beverly Hills and were millionaires and lived this lavish lifestyle. They're gorgeous. They can buy whatever they want and live a fun, employed life. But they were also relatable in the same way. They fought like sisters. They loved each other so much and showed family values and how a family can love each other and relationship struggles and body image issues. They were just so relatable at the same time. And it really felt like you were getting let in. But that's not the case anymore. They don't seem relatable at all. All their relatability has been sucked out of them. Like, just like all the fat in their ass has been sucked out of them, all their relatability has been sucked out of them. They've played the fame game too well. Like, they've won Monopoly in real life. They hang out with Jeff Bezos now and go to the White House, and they're billionaires, and they only promote their products on their show. It's no longer a really reality good show. So they've betrayed their audiences in multiple ways. Not only that, but their storylines are faker than ever now. And this was really confirmed to me when the season, when the series premiere of The Kardashians on Hulu was the storyline of Saint was on Roblox and saw an advertisement with Kim's new sex tape on it. And Saint just happened to be on Roblox while they were filming their series premiere in their kitchen. And Saint was playing Roblox on the iPad, like, no way that was not set up. The people at Roblox said that we don't even put ads like that on our platform. Like you can't make a game like that on Roblox that you can then advertise on Roblox. So that would be kind of physically impossible. And it just seemed all crystal clear to me because I think the Kardashians were trying to have a cinematic parallel to the first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians like 15 years prior. The first episode was about Kim talking about the backlash of her sex tape with Ray J and how she was going to move forward from that. So they wanted to have another whole scandal with Ray J and the sex tape for the new series premiere of The Kardashians on Hulu to try to get people to tune in. And it all just seemed so mother effing fake. And then Ray J went on Instagram live and was like, time's up, Chris. Time's up, Kim. I'm going to expose your asses for talking about me on your new show. And he showed the receipts of the sex tape contract that Chris and Kim signed and that apparently Chris approved which version of the sex tape she wanted to put out because there was three that they filmed to try to quote give Kim the best look literally fucking insane like that's some maleficent evil ass shit if Chris actually approved which of her daughter's sex tape was gonna go out was she like oh Kim your areola looks kind of ugly in this one Let's go with the other one where you're face down, ass up. It's just, how do you have a conversation with like that with your daughter? And I feel like that kind of exposed that whole thing as being fake in my eyes. Maybe for some reason it was still leaked and they're telling the truth, but I would sooner believe that OJ's innocent <laughs> than believe Kim didn't leak the sex tape. Something else about their show that is so fakey McFaker, fake, 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 fake 
is they're editing out scandals in real life and they're warping the timeline of the show that's supposed to be a docuseries so they don't have to show negative moments. Like, it was exposed that during season two filming, the Astroworld scandal happened. I shouldn't call that a scandal. The Astroworld tragedy happened and Kendall and Kylie were present that day. But they edited the show to make it seem like Kendall was actually on a different vacation with Hailey Bieber. None other than the Wicked Witch of the West, Hailey Bieber. So you know some evil shit was going on in Miami or something and not at the Astroworld Festival. And they totally edited it to make, basically to make people forget that Kendall was even there. So she didn't have to deal with that anymore. And it just comes across as so icky that they're even trying to cover something like that up. And that's another thing that they did that was a bad PR move that could lead to their downfall was the Astroworld scandal. Because, yes, I don't think they caused that, obviously, but they're tied to Travis Scott. And I don't care if you try to if you have to save face or make a good PR move. You need to pay tribute to everyone who died in that incident quickly and demand better safety precautions for your husband's or your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, whoever, Kylie, his concerts. Because you are rich, you are powerful. That is your responsibility. Especially since the Kardashians are people who beg for the fame. Not like someone like Taylor Swift who begs for creating music. The Kardashians beg for the fame. So you need to understand the responsibility that comes with that. And it's just makes us not want to make someone famous who's not going to do anything good with the power. And that was a big example of that. Now let's get into just the most ignorant, inept, tone-deaf things the Kardashians have done over the few years that every time I see it on my phone, I'm like, you dumb hoes who I am trying to to paint a good picture of on TikTok keep making it harder for me. Truly. Everyone's already accusing me of being on Kris Jenner's payroll on TikTok, and I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I do make money from them, but not directly from them, if you know what I'm saying. So no, I'm not on their payroll. And I could probably make even more money on them if I talked major shit about them, because that's what people love. So the fact that I'm taking the bullet by being nice to them, and people are trying to cancel me for it, really says a lot. But the most dumb and infuriating thing is when COVID was happening and Kim Kardashian had her 40th birthday on a private island with all of her other rich Illuminati member best friends that she said, oh, we quarantined and we got tested and everything. And I'm just so lucky that I can have this birthday party and really let loose and be with people finally. And we quarantine, so it's okay. She was just trying to make it seem like they took precautions, but let's be honest, they probably didn't. All those entitled white rich people probably were not wearing their mask or anything. And I'm like happy that Kim got to have a great birthday. But at the same time, that was in the height of COVID when people's families were genuinely dying and grandparents and parents and everything like that. And I just think that was one of the starting points of their bad PR the last few years. Something else that was bad was, oh my God, this pisses me off. Maybe they do deserve to be canceled. Oh my God, this is just pissing me off. The global warming private jet flying incident. We all know the earth is dying. Like Northwest is not going to see her 21st birthday at this point. Northy has to live it up on TikTok now because 
It ain't going to last. But we all know Mother Earth is waving the white flag. She's she's tapping out. She's getting old and brittle and about to give up on us. And then Kylie Jenner posts the same day as that whole countdown clock of like, we only have seven years left until doom and till the CO2 becomes too much or whatever. And like the diseases all melt out of the glaciers in Antarctica and kill us all. Kylie Jenner posts on her Instagram a photo of her and Travis Scott, like 69ing or something in between their private jets and says, my private jet or yours? Oh my God. Oh my God. If I was there, I would have literally taken the private jet and kamikaze it right into her. That was so dumb, Kylie. What the fuck? The most dumb ass inept thing you could have possibly done. And I remember wanting to unfollow her so bad, like everyone is doing right now. But I didn't. I really held out for her. <clears throat> Just another example of how tone deaf they are. And the whole, uh, we like taking flights for only 10 minutes to in and out because we want to beat the traffic. I get that LA traffic is bad. But girl, your car is very nice. You have tinted windows. Someone's driving for you. It's really not that much of a hassle to just get in your car. What else? There's just, the P the PR has been so bad these last two years. There's so many examples. The fact that there's a recession going on right now and Kim Kardashian is making skin by Kim insanely unaffordable. Like her skincare line was a nine step routine that was almost $700. And then she has home accessories that are literally look like they would be in the Flintstones house and just pieces of brick and martyr. And she says it's a tissue holder. Like a girl, the tissues come with the holder. It's a fucking box. I get that they're luxury items, but it just comes across so tone deaf when you're in a recession. Um, and the whole thing where she went on the Ellen DeGeneres show before Ellen was disgraced for being a B-I-C-T-H. <laughs> B-I-C-T-H. I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H. Because that's what you gonna call me when I'm tripping anyways. So Kim went on the Ellen show and... She was talking about how Saint's all cute and everything and like her best friend, her son, Saint West. I'm not talking about like the Saints in church. I'm talking about the real Saints, aka Kanye West's son. And then she said she bought him a real chain, like a real diamond chain. And Ellen was like, oh, that's a fake chain, obviously. Ha ha ha. And Kim's like, no, that's a real chain. Did you say fake? Did you say fake, Ellen? Did you say fake, Ellen? And then she jumped across the chairs and strangled Ellen right there on live television ellen died but like why would she buy Ch saint a real diamond chain when just a few years ago she was like i was robbed at gunpoint and i don't care about materialistic things anymore or f flashy jewelry or diamonds and i'm so happy my kids get this version of me that's just not materialistic and then you make your son a target by buying him oh how no who knows how expensive of a chain can his toddler ass neck even hold that shit up is he past that point in the development where he can hold his neck like that? Like, damn, girl. That's probably what she bought him for doing such good acting with the whole Roblox sex tape thing. She, she was like, just say you see mommy naked and I'll buy you a chain. So that was definitely ignorant as well. When I was making this list, I didn't realize how long it was. Oh, my God.
oh something else about like the editing on the show and the plot being fake like the saint situation is that courtney and kim aren't really close anymore and neither are chloe and courtney so there's not enough scenes with them on the show where we feel like they have that family genuine vibe that they always strive for the whole um like like the moral compass of the show was that their dad died and we will always be close as a family because of that because that's what he would want that was the whole thing and now they're not close anymore so that part of their of their um like message that people fell in love with them for is just gone courtney openly said she's not as close with them anymore she doesn't hang out with them anymore just because they don't have similar interest and Obviously, also because they beat the shit out of each other and left their makeup stains on the wall. That might be something as well. There's not many more about this PR nightmare, but this just feels cathartic for me talking about all this. Obviously, we have the Pepsi scandal where Kendall Jenner ended racism by handing a cop a Pepsi. Like, what a shockingly dumb mistake to make. I think even if I was 12, I wouldn't have done that. Like, that could be a sitcom moment. Or like a what would you do live kind of moment where there's hidden cameras and a television network wanted to see if someone was dumb enough to take that job. I cannot believe Kendall woke up that day that the Pepsi ad went live and she was like, I'm in a Pepsi commercial. This is going to go so good. Can't wait to see what everyone says about it. Astonishing. Astonishing. Obviously, the Balenciaga thing, that was one of the biggest ones of this year that make people just realize how Kim is only loyal to herself and only loyal to the bag and wants to keep making money off Balenciaga even though she has kids and they're exploiting kids in very dangerous, sadistic ways and almost encouraging it. That ad campaign was still so weird. I I should do an update on that because that's so crazy that Balenciaga even did that. Oh, my God. But Kim was like, no, I'm still going to work with them. That's obviously bad press. Then we have the crypto scam where Kim was fined $1.25 million for promoting crypto on her Instagram without disclosing that that's what she was doing. Again, proving that she doesn't care about her followers' money or her fans' money. She just wants to get a big check from doing the post. Is there anything else? I think one of the biggest ones, too, that just rounds out how unrelatable they are and ultimately why they're dying now is Kim saying, get your ass up and work if you want to be as successful as me. And I know that just sounds like one sentence, but it was really the shot heard around the world when she said, get your ass up and work. How delusional, delirious, delinquent of you to say, Kim. There's a million reasons why you are in a privileged position and other people who are working more hours than you in a day cannot achieve what you do. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, but we all don't have the same luxuries of being able to spend them how we want. So it's just so crazy that Kim would even, I I understand what she meant when she was saying it, but the fact that she wouldn't think that through before she said it out loud was just so shocking to me. But obviously she meant like just work super hard and you can be successful and achieve something but it came across really bad. So damn, as I was saying, I feel like I really just went from at the beginning of this segment being like, I want them to be around forever. I love them and I'll kill anyone who says their career is dying to now being like, you know what? You might have a point. <laughs> you might be right. Cause yeah, I was saying they're relatable, but unrelatable. And that's what we loved about them. But there's nothing relatable about them anymore. And people are over it. But I think their biggest problem is Gen Z. Gen Z doesn't like seeing 
this grandeur wealth flaunt. Gen Z's too savvy about the political climate because that's what we grew up in. We grew up in a recession. We're in a, another one. Apparently, we are so connected with everyone's struggles on the internet that we grew up being conscious of everyone's situation, not just the one right in front of us, which lets the general public go of a lot of ignorance. And Gen Z just, I, I don't think it's smarter than any other generation, is just more aware of the state of the world, I think. And that's why this altered reality that the Kardashians are presenting now is just not really flying with us. So they're not going to win over young audiences and their older audiences are getting sick of them. Uh, Gen Z doesn't like billionaires. We like people who are authentic and real. And that's why we like TikTok because I feel like TikTok and short form virality has really changed the game when it comes to what is considered authentic and what we like to consume because we'll be consuming TikTok for hours on end until that one guy is like, hold on, you've been scrolling for too long. And then we just keep scrolling. We'll do that for hours on end because we would rather just keep seeing the realness that people are putting on there rather than this fake thing that's branded reality on television or on their pages. So that's our new version of reality and authenticity. And the Kardashians are almost shunned from TikTok. Like Kylie was trying to be relatable on TikTok and everyone was like, get out, bitch. (laughs) We don't want you here. But yeah, new creators today value authenticity, real stories, real connection, real community building and helpful life conversations with each other, how we all hate capitalism and our jobs. And the Kardashians just no longer provide us escapism. They provide us um, almost like a, like a taunt from rich people. They, they tease us. They laugh at us as the viewers. Um, we no longer feel like we're escaping when we're watching them. We feel like we're being more trapped when we watch them. And we hate it. So what should they do to stay relevant and stay alive? Have you noticed that they're on a massive break now? Like we really haven't been seeing them doing a lot. They've been pretty DL and we've seen them at like places together. It seems like they're going to like meetings to try to like a Chris Jenner crisis meeting to get their PR back in line. And I bet you Chris has been calling meetings like that because they're all fucking up so much. The only one who's actually doing a great job and keeping it real is Rob right now. <laughs> he should really give the family some pointers, but what should they do to keep their careers alive and turn around their PR? They should change a lot. They should let us in on the show more, go back to how it once was where it's a lot of entertainment and a lot of funness that we like to see and less commercial pull back the curtain more tell us more about the scandals that we see in real life tell us about that on your show because we know you're hiding it we are smart enough and savvy enough now that we know when you're hiding and we know when you're really being authentic genuinely tell us about every aspect of your life like you used to like your plastic surgery and your dating struggles and everything like that now that they're billionaires, they have to do more with their money, do more humanitarian work, and just really show that they care what's going on in the world and make that known. Because I think that is one of their biggest problems. So they should get political. Because in 2023, you really cannot be not political and think that you're still going to have a career after that. It's just not going to work. They can still be a little unrelatable, but they have to give us back a little bit of that relatability. That's truly all i'm saying with this so anyway what can we learn from this i think we can learn a lot of things about the kardashians downfall but something we can really learn is the importance of authenticity and 
projecting a version of yourself that is real to those around you. If you want a genuine, true connection with anyone you're trying to win over or impress or start a relationship with, people will smell your unauthenticity from a mile away and run away. The only way to make a connection that's lasting is to just be genuine and authentic and not edit yourself, not try to be too perfect or lie or be sleazy or anything like that. Just being the most authentic, relatable version of yourself, I think, is the most important thing. They just seem to lack authenticity right now. And yeah, they were totally unrelatable at the beginning of the show, but they were still aware of that and seem to own that and it came across as still a little bit authentic but now they just kind of seem like robots so i would say don't worry about editing yourself just be the real you because that's clearly what people like Uh, something else we can learn is the importance of having tact and reading the room with who you are in that room with and understanding the importance of knowing who you're talking to in your audience whether it be if you're trying to post things online or in real life, just having tact when you enter a conversation with someone. Think about who you're speaking to, what you could potentially say that would um, like relate to their situation or trigger them so it doesn't hurt the person or reference their life and can make them feel bad. It's very easy about just having respect and tact for what's going on in the world. And none of them have that right now. Everything. I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine. Smiling next to Oprah and the Queen. What up, Oprah? <laughs> oh, every time I close my eyes, what you see, what you see, bro? I see my name in shiny lights. Uh huh. All right, what up? A different city every night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. You guys, I'm literally so effing excited that the Eras tour starts tonight. Like I said, I'm not even going, but I'm going to feel like I'm there. I'm going to be in my room, jumping up and down, screaming. My parents will be like, oh my God, he's losing it again. But I'm really just going to be dancing my ass off to my room to the Eras tour. But there's a downside to the Eras tour starting. And the downside is that Taylor Swift is projected to become a billionaire after this tour ends. Now, why would that be a bad thing? We want people we like to be wealthy and have a good life. But people these days want to eat the rich. And they're not wrong about that. Taylor Swift is currently worth $800 million. But she's grossing so much from these absurd concert tickets that people were literally fighting to the death for like it was Black Friday. We had a good old brawl that we haven't seen for a while ever since Black Friday died. It was that level of people trying to buy these tickets because they were so fucking expensive. And maybe she priced them so high so she could become a billionaire, but she's projected to become a billionaire after this. And Rihanna, if you remember, got a lot of hate after she became a billionaire. There was like five seconds of congratulations like, oh my God, a self-made, truly black female billionaire. We're so happy about that. We love that. But then quickly people were like, wait, Eat the Rich has to include Rihanna. We can't exclude her from that. I saw tweets saying like, y'all still stand Rihanna, the billionaire, really? All billionaires are bad people. That includes Rihanna. 
So will Taylor Swift get the same treatment? I'm pretty sure she will. And she gets hated on enough. People find any reason they can to call her a capitalist, calculated, terrible person freak. And I don't want them to have another reason to do so. And Taylor is already walking a fine line because of the whole Ticketmaster scandal and how that, even though she was kind of like exonerated from it, people still will find a way to make that about her greed. And with past scandals she's had with making money, like when she wrote the Apple Music letter saying that artists should be paid for their streams and you're robbing us and we deserve to be paid even though she was so rich. And I do stand by her with that because she was talking about artists who are not as rich. And then the whole thing with the vinyls this year where she sold like four different vinyls for one album that people kind of thought was scammy and shitty. So there's a lot of ammo that people could potentially have to attack her, especially if she becomes a billionaire. And I don't want that for her. Why are billionaires bad people? I feel like upon first glance, like especially me, I used to think like this. I would almost have such a big respect for billionaires. I'd be like, wow, they're such like boss bitches. They really worked so hard. Good for them. They earned their money. I want to be like them one day. But taking a step back, it's like, wait, that's kind of fucked up that they have a billion dollars when there's people that are dying. Their amount of money that they have could literally end world hunger with just a fraction of their income. Three people in the world have more money than 160 million people in America. Isn't that insane? The top three people have more money than over half of America. And billionaires are just seen as like too powerful almost. Like they're such big targets. They can really manipulate public life by funding different things for society that go along with their agenda. Like past billionaires have funded like Trump's campaign and Fox and Who's and campaigns to end climate change bills and everything like that. There are some good things that billionaires have done, like donate to Stop World Hunger or like Bill and Melinda when they donated to public health funds and cancer research and everything like that. So there's good things about billionaires that people really do respect. I'm just very worried for her with what people are going to say because truly no one makes a billion dollars without taking advantage of someone else and exploiting someone else and having a lot of people below them that maybe don't get paid as much as them. Someone tweeted before, I forgot who this quote is from, but they said, no one makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. You take it from your workers. You plunder it from the environment. You strip it using patents, protections, everything. You capitalize, you you monopolize a lot. Like you're kind of, you really don't make a billion dollars by accident. You know what you're doing by playing the game of capitalism and everyone already thinks that about taylor that she's this evil capitalist and she tries to trademark literally everything that she does and everything like this so while i am very excited for her this could be a very this a start of something bad for taylor if she does not prove to be a good billionaire because her name's going to be added to the list of rich people that we should eat and now no billionaires are good people and she looks like a snack but i don't think we should eat her so do i think she's a bad person for it this is a hard one because i think she definitely deserves it she adds more to society than anyone in my eyes 
more than Albert Einstein, more than Elon Musk. She raises generations and literally gives us the will to live. So I think she deserves every penny. She's so talented. She's bigger than the Beatles. She is the music industry. But at the same time, it's like, hmm, that does seem like a pretty absurd hoarding of money. And one person doesn't really need that money while hundreds of millions of other people suffer. And if she's totally complicit with that, that might change my mind about her a little bit. So she's just walking a fine line. Right when she becomes a billionaire, she needs to start doing what good billionaires do, which is basically give away a lot of her money immediately. And don't try to get tax tax breaks or don't be Shakira and get in this big tax scandal with owing $12 million or don't end up like the Chrisleys behind bars for all the money that they stole. She just needs to be a good rich person, a good billionaire, and I have faith in her that she will. But our girl Taylor, Blondie as they call her, Blondie the billionaire, is going to have an even bigger target on her back. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Pop Culture University and just liked getting into all the topics with me, discussing... uh, Maybe we could have a Socratic seminar where we can all discuss together. That'd be so fun if one day I can invite some listeners and they can really tell me what they think. But I don't even know how that would work. But I think that could be a really cool celebration one day. If like, because I, I, I never really see podcast hosts inviting their guests as, or inviting their listeners as guests. Hmm. That could definitely be an idea. Because you all are really just as crazy as me and could really say some wild shit on this podcast. And I think we could have a great time especially with some of the stories I share on here when we do the what would you like to share with the class segment I'm like damn these bitches are wild I got some wild ass students in this class but I wouldn't have it any other way I don't want to expel any of you y'all are the best so I hope you have an amazing weekend um reminding you that you're perfect the way you are right in this moment and whatever you do this weekend whatever social event you go to you are completely worthy and enough and valuable enough in your current form. You don't have to change a thing. You don't have to put on fake eyelashes or anything. You're perfect the way you are right now. Don't try to edit yourself to fit in this weekend or feel better going out. Anything. Show up as yourself. And yeah. I guess that's it. I'm not doing anything crazy this weekend. I'm going to pretend like I'm at the Eras tour and maybe go out one day. I've been working so hard this week, so I'm excited to maybe chill a little bit. Brand deals like are always such a blessing, but these brands, you guys, oof, they're not easy to work with behind the scenes. Let me just tell you that. So I've been very stressed this week, but thankful nonetheless. Thankful mostly, but a little bit stressed. So I'm going to try to have a chill weekend. I encourage you to do the same. And feel free to DM, uh, write this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Screenshot yourself listening to it, post it to your story, and tag me. I'll hit you up. Check out my Snapchat show, Unfiltered Pop, on Snapchat. Follow on TikTok, Instagram, Petty Pop Culture to get updates about the podcast. And yeah, I will see y'all on Tuesday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.